Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. The teller of today's morning story calls himself Dr. Monty. His wife is a doctor. Both of them are lifelong runners, and every year they've taken part in a long-distance race. But if you think running for them is about fitness or about winning or about losing, well, think again and listen. We call our story Runner's High. We got home Friday afternoon. Jenny said she wanted to take a nap. She never takes a nap. By Sunday morning, she was barely arousable, and I carried her to the car and drove her to the hospital. I put her in the ICU that night, and I was trying to resist the urge to constantly hold her hand or stroke her face so that she could try to rest. I mean, she... Just a few days before, she was the picture of health. I still have photographs of, of us on that Friday afternoon, bicycling down Surf Drive. This was an infection that just got into her bloodstream. Many people that get it die. Later that night, she began to have trouble breathing. She looked at me, and our eyes met, and she said to me, I I feel like I'm dying. Jenny and I are both doctors. I didn't know what to do. I remember Jenny hit the nurse call button. The nurse came in the room and Jenny said, I need you to give me 20 milligrams of Lasix IV push now. And the nurse looked at me and said, should I do it? And I just said, absolutely. Somehow we made it through that night. I don't know how. She stayed in the intensive care unit for another several days and finally began to to get better. A few days after that, the doctors felt good enough to send her home. Jenny approached every day with this quiet determination to get a little bit stronger each day. By two weeks, she was walking outside a little bit. Pretty soon she started going out on her own. Until finally one day she came in and told me that she had gone five and a half miles and had jogged almost all of it. That was also the day she announced that she would be running the Falmouth Road Race. I was in a group ahead of Jenny's. I asked if she didn't want me to run with her in case she had a problem. But she looked at me and said, no. I want to do this alone. The weather that day could not have been better. Cool, gentle breeze was blowing, clear skies, thousands of runners' heads bobbing up and down, people with water hoses spraying you with water, and crowds of people cheering us. I got to the finish line, and for the next 30 minutes, I just bounced around like a pinball between throngs of sweaty runners looking for Jenny. I turned around and there she was. (laughs) She had this big, mischievous smile across her face. Gave a little thumbs up sign. This was... This was... 
she was back. Jenny and me, we've been lifelong runners, but we don't run the Falmouth Road Race for personal bests. We don't run to prevent aging. We run because it's a celebration of being alive. That was today's morning story from a gentleman who calls himself Dr. Monty, runner's high. We're here in the studio with uh, Gary Mott. He tells a story like a man who really loves his wife. Endorphins. Endorphins. The mm-hmm. runner's high. Try it sometime, Tony. I well, mean... But there's, Gary, there's a sitter's high. <laughs> I don't know what chemical it is, but it slowly seeps through your nervous system after about the second <laughs> hour. You know, when the cat finally realizes you're not moving and comes up and sits on your chest, that's the sitter's high. But the sitter's high should come (laughs) after the runner's high. I read an article just the other day. It turns out that if you hug somebody for more than 20 seconds, their brain begins to produce something called oxytocin. And Mm. oxytocin is a chemical that makes you feel just about as good as you possibly can. Women seem to have this reaction a bit more strongly than men do. So I guess this is a caution to women. If you're not quite sure how you want to feel about somebody, don't let them hug you for more than 20 seconds. Conversely, if you're the hugger, try to hang in there for 20 seconds, and your relationship will be a very special one. As always, we've got some some great mail from listeners. Got a great note from a guy named Martin in Sweden. Uh I listened in the car commuting to my work in Uppsala. 35 miles away, but some time ago, the whole Morning Stories archive was downloaded to my computer, so lately I have tried to catch up while doing field work on my farm. And he encloses a picture of a tractor. It looks like a tractor seen from above. Maybe you should provide a link to it and let people sort of interpret it. We certainly yeah, can do that. It is a tractor, though, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place in the background of the attached photo is called Uta. Uh, because the widow and her two sons living there emigrated to Salt Lake City in Utah more than 100 <laughs> years ago. Here's another letter from uh, someone in Colorado. She says, Dear Tony and Gary, I can't tell you how much I loved Christine Graylow's story about her purple stapler. We ran that one a few shows back, a story about uh, teaching special education in the South Bronx. The letter writer continues, As a somewhat veteran seventh-grade science teacher, nine years, I am completely empathetic. But the bottom line is the goodness of the kids and what fun we have with them. Christine's story made me smile and remember why it is that I spend time with hormonally challenged kids every day. I use morning stories in my classroom, and I can tell you how I wait for my new story to update on iTunes. Keep up the great work. Morning stories, joining the battle against hormonal challenge in America. (laughs) Hormonally challenged kids. Adrian, um, who writes us from Colorado. Got another one from Maya in St. Paul, Minnesota. I discovered morning stories just in time to have you accompany me on an epic journey. 
I miraculously made a long-standing dream come true and took a month-long solo road trip down the entire Great River Road from Minnesota all the way to New Orleans and back. However, on occasion, I did feel the need for a brief bit of storytelling to get me over the hump of certain long, dry stretches of the Delta. I was especially moved by such podcasts as Marshall Jr. and Louise. Mm, we should explain that was the one about a woman's first experience going to school in the Deep South during mm. the year mm-hmm. of segregation there. Thank you for your wonderful ability to capture these magical, fleeting stories. And thanks to Ipswich oh. for making it possible. Why should I be surprised? I am looking here at yet another letter from somebody who actually wrote to thank us for morning stories, but who adds, and most importantly, as you say, Ipswich, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H software. What a great company and what a great bunch of bug-free products. This gentleman happens to be chief engineer at a local television station here in Boston, and he says, WCVB has put in for some Ipswich products in our 2007 capital budget, and it is a pleasure to do business with such a good corporate citizen. Well, my lips are sealed in awe, other than to say Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software. Check out their website at ipswitch.com. And check out our website, too. We've made some small changes to it. Some good changes. All of our podcasts there available. 99 and counting. For streaming and also for download. So wgbh.org slash morning stories and get in touch with us please morning stories at wgbh.org tony next week our 100th next friday we will be here with candles flaring see you then bye because it's a celebration of being alive <laughs>